0: Welcome to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. We're developing deeply satisfying relationships as the goal, and following my six marriage steps is the path to get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is about your life and your marriage, so call 303-596-6836, Tuesdays and Thursdays from four to five Mountain Standard Time with your questions for me. Today I'm gonna to talk about the importance of dates in your relationship. And more importantly, the top four things to do in every date that you have. So, to begin with, let's discuss why dates are needed. Dates are important for relationships because life is busy and life is stressful and life is hectic. Whether you have kids or you don't have kids, you have work, you have the house, you have all these things vying for your attention. And so, often our spouse gets the crumbs, our marriage gets the crumbs. So if you are not having regular dates with your spouse, you're going to pretty soon feel like roommates. You're going to be two ships passing in the night because your relationship does not have an opportunity to create electricity. And it's interesting that in the beginning, when we're we're first getting to know our spouse, we date them all the time. It's nonstop dates, and that is the behavior that helps us fall in love. But once we get married, we stop dating each other. We stop doing the very behavior that made us fall in love with each other, and then we wonder why we're not still in love with them. So if you want to fall back in love with your spouse or if you want to stay in love with your spouse, having regular dates is a vital ingredient to that. So the recommendation is to have two dates a week and to do four things per date, Now, that may sound outrageous to have two dates a week, and we'll get into some practical tips on how to do that later, but that's the recommendation, and that comes from Willard Harley, psychologist who's done some great work, and I agree with him. Two dates a week, and to do four things during those dates. The first thing is cultivate emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy, by definition, is really learning what's going on in one another's inner world. One of the best ways to do this is to cultivate a habit called a head-heart check. The head is your agenda. What's on your day timer? What did you do during the day? What were your behaviors like during the day? Maybe you worked on this project for a few hours, then you went to this meeting for a few hours, etc., etc. That's your head. Your heart is what you felt and why. So mad, sad, glad, or fear and why. Those feelings may be connected to the head items, the agenda items, or they may have just been an undercurrent you've been feeling that has nothing to do with your agenda. Couples need to be doing this head heart, by the way, every day of the week. That's the glue that's gonna keep you emotionally connected is to do this head heart every day of the week. However, when you're doing your two dates a week, spend an extended amount of time doing your head heart. Ask more questions, go deeper, share more, become more vulnerable. That's what is gonna connect you for that emotional intimacy. Second, during the dates, you wanna cultivate a lot of affection. By definition, affection is any type of touch that's non-sexual. But you need to learn how to touch your spouse because everyone likes different types of touch. Normally, we touch in the way we were touched. So growing up, my mom touched me more roughly. She would, she would grab me and squeeze or hold me tight or pat my back firmly and... And so that's how I was raised, and that's how I tend to touch my wife and my kids, where I pat their back firmly or I squeeze them tight uh, or anything like that. That's the way I tend to touch. However, my wife was raised with a mom who provided really light tickles for her touch, really light little tickles up and down her arms, on her legs, just really barely touching the skin. And that is not my natural tendency to touch because I was touched differently. So for years, my wife would say, you're never giving me affection. And I would say, what do you mean? I'm grabbing you hard. I'm squeezing you. I'm patting you on the back. (laughs) And she's like, that is not the kind of touch I want. She wanted the kind of touch she was raised with. So you have to learn what kind of touch your spouse likes. So ask them, do they like soft touch? Do they like firm touch? Where do they like to be touched? Do they like their hair to be stroked? Their arm to be stroked? Do they like holding hands? Do they like to be hugged? What is it for them? Ask them. And then provide that touch, especially during these dates. You want to provide a lot of this type of affection. The third piece to provide during these dates is recreation. Recreation. So you wanna do something in motion, ideally, where you're going for a hike, or you're going for a bike ride, or you go swimming together, or you play ping pong, or you play darts, or you go to the the park and play frisbee. Uh, Whatever it is for you, whatever you guys like to do, do this together during your dates. And a lot of couples, unfortunately, through the years, have developed separate hobbies. So it might be time for you to cultivate some similar hobbies. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of your individual hobbies. But you want the majority of your hobbies to be something you both like to do. And so you may need to do some research on the top 30 hobbies or top 30 activities to do with your spouse to get some ideas generating to see what you both would enjoy doing. Then you can pick from that during your dates. But doing something in motion is a critical component of these two dates a week. Fourth is sexual Now, if you go back to episode three, when I talk about the wedding cake model, of sexual intimacy, the middle tier of that cake is sensual activity. And that includes a sensual massage or a bath together or a shower together, all with your bathing suits on. And there's a reason for that. And you can find out that reason if you go back to episode three. But the goal is some type of sensual activity where you're enjoying one another's body in that sensual realm And then it's up to you if you want to take it up to the top tier into the sexual realm. And again, if you go back to that previous episode, it'll explain that model, how to approach that model, and some pitfalls of that model if you're not careful. So make sure you go back and listen to that one. But something sexual or sensual is critical as well for these dates. Now, the reason those four elements are important is is because usually that's going to cover the top two needs for women and the top two needs for men. The top two needs for most females is emotional intimacy and affection. And the top two needs for most men is recreation and sexual contact. So if you're doing all four during these dates, both spouses will walk away saying, that was a great time. If you're only doing two of the four or one of the four or three of the four elements, one of you will walk away saying, that was great. And the other one will walk away saying, ah, it was okay. So all four are critical in order for it to be a fulfilling experience for both of you. Now, to have two dates a week, obviously that can be tricky, especially when you're busy, you have kids, etc., cetera, et cetera. So a couple options on how to make this happen. One idea is to leverage the school day. So if your kids are in school, perhaps one of your dates could be during the day, such as Wednesday from, say, 12 to 2 or 12 to 2.30, if you're able to take a long lunch break. And then you don't need a babysitter because your kids are in school and that gives you the option to do things outside during the daytime. Another option, if you have children, is to put your kids to bed early one night or let them watch a movie late one night and have a home date. So something simple like that where you can just do it at home. And then obviously you can have a babysitter. So whatever your budget can afford, integrate a babysitter, ask around for babysitters and interview some babysitters so you find someone you trust and you like and then integrate them in. So many couples say they don't have money for babysitters, but I would just encourage you to ask yourself, how much is your marriage worth? Because so many marriages are spending so much money on so many areas, and then when it comes time for a babysitter to spend money on that, they say it's out of the budget. But perhaps your priorities are off. Perhaps you need to rearrange your finances To put your marriage first financially by investing in a babysitter so you can have dates to protect the in-love feelings in your relationship. Another option is maybe you have some family or friends nearby that you could either swap kids with or um, drop off your kids, etc. But be creative. Don't let your busy life be an excuse for no dates. You have to have these dates to cultivate closeness in your relationship. So for my wife and I, we practice this and I can immediately feel it when we are not having our two dates a week. We just drift into distance and we're not as connected. We're not as close. And when we start firming up those two dates a week, it's amazing how much life it breathes back into our relationship. So we've had to adjust our schedule based on the summertime or based on school year. But right now, our current schedule is Monday night and Saturday night. And what we do is we have three older kids who are on their gadgets late at night and watching movies. And then our youngest child, we put her to bed around 7.30 on those two nights. And then that gives us around two to two and a half hours for our home date, our Monday nights and Saturday nights. So for example, our last uh, Monday night date that we had this past week, Um, we had a little meal that my wife prepared for us. So we, we ate that out on our deck. This was around seven 30 after we put our youngest to bed. Um, and then we played some cards together, a game that we like to play. That was our recreational time. And then we went into our bedroom and we had some sensual time together. And even though it was only around two hours, it was so bonding. It was so connecting. And we have a rotation with a local babysitter where every other Saturday night, she comes over. And she comes over for around three hours, from six to nine. So that's how we do it. But that's just an example. And we have four kids. So don't let you having kids, again, be an excuse why you can't have these two dates a week. So I challenge you, this upcoming week, this upcoming several weeks, think about how you and your spouse can start having two dates a week. And remember to hit all four elements, emotional, affection, recreation, and sexual. One last tip, it's important for each spouse to be in charge of one of the dates per week. So for example, my wife is in charge of the dates Monday night. I'm in charge of the dates Saturday night. That's helpful because a lot of times relationships have one person who tends to be the planner and then it falls all on them. So you want to divide that responsibility. So it's not all on one person. Then each of you has a voice and influence over what you do for the date you're in charge of. Thank you for listening to Marriage Steps with Dr. Wyatt Fisher. For more information, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Take care.